0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tales of the Larians. Uh, we've been away from this segment for a while, not by choice, but by design, maybe? No, that's not right, either. Um, but we're finally back, and we've got our good friend and loyal Larian, David Fur here. Uh, and this is his Tales of the Larians. How are you doing today, David?
1: So I'm fantastic.
0: Good. Good to hear. Um... So we're going to we're going to kick this off with a with a quick easy question to get the conversation going. Um what is your favorite Star Wars movie and why?
1: Well, in true Larian fashion, I'm going to go ahead and give me a a a um what do you call them? a honorable mention.
0: Honorable mention. Honorable
1: mention. Um honorable mention and if you'd asked me 2 years ago, I would have not mentioned this one, but um Honorable mention would be Rogue One. Um, um, I
0: applaud you. I applaud you, good such, sir.
1: <laughs> such a such a fantastic movie. It gets better every time I see it. And really, a lot of the reason that I like that movie so much is because um, I was in the military. I was in the army. I did a tour over in Iraq. And funny enough, I was in intelligence as well. So <laughs> a lot of the the jargon and the lingo that is used in that movie it is just so fantastic. And just because I could relate to it a lot better. Right. So honorable mention, there you go. Rogue one.
0: I, real quick, um, real quick, before you go to your, your favorite, um, sure? did, did you have a favorite character from rogue one? I'm curious.
1: Um, well, you, you know, Cassian. honorable mention of Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> but um Chirrut and bays oh you know, I love by it. by far the the best characters that those might actually be my favorite characters nah, no not in the, not in the entire saga but but definitely they're up there at just and what's so bad is that watching rogue one and if you haven't seen it i'm sorry i'm about to spoil it for you but <laughs> And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go see it. Right. It's really but, good. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. But um, you knew, I knew going into this movie that everybody was going to die. And when Chirrut and Bays went, I just, I, I, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, they got to go because they're not in any of the other movies. And so, you know, they're not going to last, but you just didn't want to see it happen. No. You just see, you didn't, by the end of, or by the time that it happened, I guess, is you're just looking at it going, no, I don't want you to go, I don't want you to go, I don't need, not yet, but be that as it may, yes, cheerit and Baze, and you gotta class those two as as one character.
0: Right, right. Cheerit can kind of stand on his own, but you gotta have cheerit if you're going with Baze, so.
1: Yeah. Well, Baze has a cooler gun, too.
0: He has a cooler gun, but I'm more of a fan of the staff.
1: (laughs) Well, he's got a cooler gun, but he's, he's also, he's also very much, you know, you had the one line in there, Baze Malbus was one of the most devoted guardians of us all. Of us all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you've got that to where there's Baze and he was this devoted guardian and he lost his way. And then at the end, he he found his way back, which was just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it was really good. All right, enough with the honorable mentions. What's what's your favorite Star Wars movie?
1: Favorite movie, Empire Strikes Back, by a long shot.
0: There you go. Now, a-
1: actually, not not by a long shot, but yes, Empire is definitely my favorite. Now, why is the big question? Well, <clears throat> you know, we we spoke before, and I told you I'm I'm old. I, I actually, I saw the movies, I didn't see the movie in 1977. I saw the re-release in 1979 before Empire came out. Okay. Now, And that was the first uh, George Lucas change something because, you know, as you know, in the 77 release, it was not called A New Hope. It was just Star Wars. And then in 1977, they said, oh, chapter four. New Hope. We have to make sure it's going to make money. So anyway, I'm I, I'm an old school Star Wars fan. I grew up in the dark times, and I know what it was like. I've, I've loved Star Wars for since it came out, and Empire to me is just <sighs> Darth Vader has always been one of my favorite cinema villains I mean he, he's just the the ultimate bad guy and in A New Hope he was kind of he was kind of like the lackey mm-hmm. he was he he you know what he was a lot like Darth Maul was in The Phantom Menace to where it's like I'm, I'm sending my apprentice Darth Maul to kind of oversee things and you know you're still in charge and you're still running things but I'm sending Darth Maul over there to kind of help you push things along. Yes. And that's that's kind of the way Darth Vader was in a new hope. Whereas you get to Empire and it's and it's very Darth Vader centric. And he's he is the main one. He's killing people left and right and choking Admiral Ozle and Captain Pitt and it's just like, you know what? You let it get away? Okay, you're you're fired. But
0: <laughs> And by fired Black you mean
1: dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the 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 fact that it was very Darth Vader centric, um the fact that you the, the the truth that was learned about um Luke's heritage or his lineage I guess um and then a lot of the mysticism of the force, what the force was, what it is, um all all the scenes with Yoda were w- growing up the scenes with Yoda were very slow to me, but as I've aged into it and you watch those scenes now they're they're a lot more poignant they have a lot more meaning to them, a deeper meaning right so yes Empire far away is is my favorite i I went to go see the last Jedi and i was you know everybody kept screaming empire two point And you know the Rotten Tomatoes were all up and on. Oh, this is going to be the best Star Wars movie ever! You know, all the I didn't see any bad reviews on it really, and I'm just I set myself up for another Empire. And it my initial viewing, I was somewhat disappointed with the Last Jedi because it was not Empire. And then I went back in and watched it again, thinking, okay, it's not Empire. It this is its own movie and it's and we'll take it as it is
0: good yeah no i everyone says the next movie is going to be the, the next empire and i'm i'm always very skeptical of those claims because yeah empire yeah. is such a it stands alone i think you know in in a, in a sense of you know how movie sequel how it changed the the idea of a movie sequel because movie sequels are always worse and never made as much money as the original Um,
1: although although somebody said it best um, I think it was the movie Screen 3 where somebody said oh well what about uh, Empire Strikes Back Empire Strikes Back was better than A New Hope was and he said ah but Empire Strikes Back is part of a saga it's a next chapter it's not a sequel it's part of a bigger story true so so do you really classify it as a sequel
0: me personally no um but the the old gp the general public absolutely it's a oh, sequel I am. so um you you kind of uh, alluded to this earlier um uh, when you were talking about the fact that you're you're an older star wars fan but how were you introduced to Star Wars were you familiar with it before you saw it in 79 the re-release or was that kind of your big introduction
1: no uh, honestly my my dad my dad was a huge huge Star Wars fan um he went to go see it in 1977 uh we live in Denton Texas and there's a little theater up here that's on like the the town square and um, when Star Wars came on, my dad loved to go to the movies anyways, but when Star Wars came on, he said that, that that Star Wars came on in like May, and it lasted through September. But you would never, it was like a one screen theater. Mm-hmm. So that was the only movie you could go see was Star Wars. And he said, man, I went and saw that movie like 15 times. And not just because it was the only movie on the theater, but because it was so good. Um, and so growing up like that, you know, I was I was bought even at a very young age, and I say bought with my air quotes going on because my dad actually bought them for himself was a bunch of the old uh, the old toys uh-huh. to play with. Like I I remember growing up, I had a Tie Fighter and a Luke Skywalker, the one with the extendable lightsaber, and. Uh, <laughs> I had an Obi Wan Kenobi and a Darth Vader, you know, I had a few little things and then we'd get stuff for Christmas all the time too, like I got a Rancor one year and a B Wing and Oh that's cool. You know, when Return of the Jedi comes out every you know we get a bunch of Star Wars toys for Christmas.
0: Right. Cool.
1: So that's that's uh,
0: how it was how, it, how old were you in seventy nine when you saw it for the first time?
1: <laughs> you ready to laugh at me? Nope. I was two.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Now, do, do, now, do you have any recollections of it?
1: Um, not, not of Empire, uh, or I'm sorry, not of A New Hope. Uh, definitely Empire, and for sure on um, Return of the Jedi. Okay. In fact, we, we were having a family reunion on Memorial Day, 1983, and the Saturday night after it had released, I think that was May 26th, I think it released on the 25th. So the 26th, my dad and all of his brothers and all of their – so all of my cousins and my brother and sister, we all went to go see Return of the Jedi for a family outing kind of thing. Well, that's fantastic. And everybody just – I just remember everybody coming out of the. oh, I couldn't believe it. They were fighting, and all of a sudden all these little teddy bears just started jumping out and beating everybody up. So <laughs> that was the – that was the big thing. Now, we didn't have any of those, uh, what do you call them? Um, the visual guides? No, 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 no. no. Do, you remember, do you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer Simpson and Marge were dating and they go see Empire Strikes Back? And Homer walks out and oh. there's a line of people waiting to go in and he says, Man, who would have thought Darth Vader was Luke's father? Man, never saw that one coming. <laughs> right?
0: Everybody in line's going, oh,
1: oh, we didn't have
0: any of those. So. Okay, no spoilers. Yeah. Good. You didn't spoil anybody waiting in line. That's good. Um, no. <laughs> so, were you introduced via, I guess, the the toys? Then before he took you to see it? Or...
1: Yeah, the toys. The toys were a big a big part of it. Um, I remember two. The the first re, the first time I actually remember seeing the movie, seeing the first one, A New Hope. The one where I actually have any kind of recollection of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in kindergarten and we lived in a little, little town. And you got to remember, this is the early, early 80s. The people, four houses down from us, they were the rich family in town and they had a VCR. Oh, my. Man, they were hot, hot in the box right there. You know, it's just. Woo, look at you, you've got a VC. And it was one of those top-loading ones, too, where you put the tape in and then you push it down. Right. And they actually had a copy of A New Hope. Now, being that I was so young, I was not allowed to just dance willy-nilly down there and go watch it. But I'm telling you, as much as I could, I was down there, and they had a little girl that was about my age, and I'm going to go play with her. Why? Because she's got Star Wars on VHS, and I can watch Star Wars. There you so, go. No, it's yeah, that's, that's a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, I, I figure I already know the answer to the next question here, but who's your f- favorite star Wars character and then why? And then
1: why? Okay. Uh, okay. Um, well, obviously my honorable mentions were already mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, Bayes and shirt go. Um, I'm going to throw Boba Fett in there just because he's cool looking. Okay. Um, plus, th- there was a comic book released by the... Uh, or not a comic book, but a comic series that was released by... Uh, the, or it was in the Star Wars Galaxies magazine back in the mid-90s, early 90s. And it was called uh, Twin Engines of Destruction. And it was actually released in a trade paperback called uh, Bounty Hunters. And basically what it is is uh, this guy named Jodo Cast had uh, some Mandalorian armor. And he was trouncing around the universe, calling himself Boba Fett so that he could get the higher bounties. And Dengar had helped Boba Fett out of the Sarlacc Pit at this point, And right. Boba Fett kind of took offense to that. And as, as went after Johto Oh, of course. <laughs> so he went after Johto Cast. It was a fantastic comic series. It wasn't very long. I mean, it was like literally one comic book. But it was it was so cool. So Boba Fett's in there just because he's cool looking and because of that one comic. And I like his ship. But um yeah, Darth Vader is gonna be number one. I'm actually I actually cosplay Darth Vader um, from time to time at conventions and whatnot. Nice. Um, In fact, funny story about those conventions. In 2011, at the Dallas Comic Con or the Dallas Fan Days, I should say. Oh. Where you and Carl met, I was at that dressed as Darth Vader. Okay. So.
0: I may have to send you some pictures because you might be in them.
1: Uh, it's it's very possible. In fact, if you go on YouTube and look up, um, and I might send you the link if I can find it. I think I've got it started in my YouTube account. But uh, there's a link to where this uh, local cable news network did a story on it, and you know they had you know they were doing this big who's all there, and mm-hmm. I think George George Dakai was there. Yep. um and, one of those days.
0: Yep, and Billy D was there. Billy
1: D was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I was actually in. I was actually interviewed in the um, in costume at that uh, at that Comic Con. So Darth Vader, yes, definitely my favorite. The idea behind Darth Vader is, or the the reason I guess behind Darth Vader is, um, really just his story in general. You've yeah. got somebody. You have somebody that is inherently good. They turn to the dark side. They are the bad guy, for you know, lack of a better term. He, he's the most evil person in the galaxy. He blows up planets and mm-hmm. chokes people. But that story there to where even he is redeemable, even somebody as mean and as awful and as nasty as that is, 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 is redeemable and is able to come back from that. So the, the, the story behind that, the, 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 I can't even think of a good word for it. Just the the idea of that, that everyone, even though, even though they could be the worst person in the world, there's still hope for them.
0: Right. So that's excellent. So, so would you say as the, the saga continued to develop with the, the prequels and, and the clone wars and everything, uh, your enjoyment of the character grew with that or, um, would
1: you say that? Well, uh, yes. Um, in in episode one, now I'm going to, uh, for, for the prequels, because I was well into it. I was in my twenties at the time when the prequels came out mm-hmm. I ruined the prequels, you know. You've got everybody talking about, oh well, I ruined the prequels because I bought the soundtrack and it had Qui Gon's noble end on oh. the, one of the tracks. So we know Qui Gon's going to die. I didn't do that. I bought the novels when they first came out, and I read the book before, the, <laughs> before <laughs> I watched the stupid movie. So, and and honestly, I wanted I wanted Anakin to be Darth Vader at the end of episode two and then have episode three all about Darth Vader hunting down and destroying the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I wanted to see some full on Darth Vader. And in fact, um, I read, well, I read the revenge of the Sith novel before it came out. And I just, it, you know, he, he writes in that a lot and he says, this is what it's like to be, Anakin Skywalker. And then he goes and tells what's going on. And this is what it's like to be Obi-Wan Kenobi and how he's feeling. Well, in a lot of those, it's, this is how it feels to be Darth Vader. And so, and, and even when it was Darth Vader, but it, he wasn't in the suit, you know, it was still Anakin, right. You know, on the Mustafar stuff, he was still calling himself Darth Vader. Right. And so every time it said, this is how it feels to be Darth Vader, I I just kept picturing that, okay, he's in the suit now. He's in the suit. It's going to be awesome. It's it's fantastic. He's in the suit now. I went to um, a a bookstore, and I found the comic book for Uh Revenge of the Sith, and I flipped. I didn't read it. I just flipped all through it thinking, okay, where's Darth Vader? Where's Darth Vader? Where's Darth Vader? Like the last two pages. I was like, (laughs) oh, i got to wait through this whole stupid movie. (laughs) see Darth Vader back on screen so of course in Rogue one I mean we knew he was gonna be in it you know he he had the the little blip on the uh on the on the trailers and stuff right and so we knew he was gonna be in it and then at the very end and I avoided spoilers I've avoided spoilers for all of these movies all the Disney era movies I've just I've like I'm not like I'm not touching them I'm not even gonna look at them Even if it says something like, uh, you know, uh, um, maybe, maybe not, this is what we think, I'm avoiding it because I don't want to see what you may think and then it turns out to be true. And then I'm like, "Ah, you're killing me here. (laughs) So, But when he popped up at the end in the epilogue and he started tearing all those rebel soldiers, man, goosebumps. And even to this day, even though I know it's coming when they're standing there and it's dark down that tunnel and you just see that lightsaber and they, and he goes after him. I mean, just uh, even thinking about it, I mean, like, I'm getting goosebumps. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, it's a fantastic scene. It's a great scene. So, um, so was Darth Vader your favorite from the get go then as a kid? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And even,
1: even, to where it was um, even even so much to to a, as a kid and as a kid growing up, it was you don't like Darth Vader because of the story. You like Darth Vader because he's the bad guy, right? And he's, he's cool looking. guy, and he's cool looking. Yeah, he's he's not the bad guy like like Vincent Price is a bad guy in an old scary movie. To where this is just an old guy and a you know, and he's making funny vo- funny voices or whatever. This is like a, he looks like a bad guy. The mask and the cape and, oh, you just know he's a bad guy. Right.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, let's go ahead and, and transition to our next question here. Uh, what was your favorite way to play Star Wars as a kid? And then how at all do you, you know, if at all, do you play Star Wars now?
1: Okay, well... As a kid, <laughs> we, we did have we had a bunch of the like I, like I've said previously, we had a bunch of the toys growing up. Um, we also had a, quite the collection of GI Joes and um, they were the Super Friends toys, the the challenge of the Super Friends, the Super Powers toys. I think is what they were actually, and we would always play with our action figures. And the G.I. Joes would fight the Super Friends, or the Super Friends would fight the G.I. Joes. But we never, ever, ever mixed Star Wars in there. Star Wars, when we would play Star Wars with our action figures, it was always only Star Wars. Only Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> nothing. it wasn't like Superman comes in and helps Luke Skywalker fly off. No, and it was always just Star Wars. And then, um, now as far as play, we wouldn't... I mean, we would make up our own stories from time to time. Right. But we uh, we had a little Fisher-Price record player. And we had the, uh, and this is my brother and I, we had the uh, the books on record. So you put the record player on and it says, you turn it on and it says, uh, you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Right. Let's begin now. And so we had those, and what we would do is, as he was reading the story, we would use our figures and act out whatever scene was going on. And if we didn't have that particular figure, like if it involved, a, I don't know, a stormtrooper or something, we didn't have a stormtrooper, then somebody else could fill in. We always had another figure that could fill in for that that character that we didn't have. Um, and the, then the same thing went with um, like we didn't have a job of the hut playset growing up. I got one of those. Well, actually, I was probably 1988 or 89. I found a job of the hut playset on sale for five dollars, and it was a clearance sale because well, you're you're dealing with um you know they're selling out of every all the Star Wars stuff. Nobody's making the movies anymore, so we're not going to sell them anymore.
0: Right, right. So
1: this was this was the dark times, but I found this Job of the play, Hut playset, and man, it was great. I had one finally. But if we didn't have a character for like Job of the Hut, you stack a bunch of pillows up and you just make it kind of look. You stack the pillow up, make it look like Job of the Hut. There you go. We had a, we had, we had one of those little uh, trampolines. It wasn't a like a junior trampoline kind of thing, and so we would put that right next to the bed, and then you, that's. The bed is a sail barge, and when you when Luke jumps up on the sail barge and kills all the guards and throws them into the Sarlacc pit, the trampoline was the Sarlacc pit. I mean, we made stuff around these figures so that we could act out the story.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: And the, and the same thing even went as far as like, okay, we're going to go out in the backyard and we're going to have all of our friends over and we're going to play. We would, okay, well, I'm going to be He-Man, and I'm going to be G.I. Joe, and I'm going to be, you know, Optimus Prime or whoever else was the flavor of the day. But we never make Star Wars. Star Wars was always its own thing. Okay, we're going to play Star Wars, and you two two guys are going to be the Stormtrooper, and he's going to be Darth Vader, and I'm going to be Luke, and he's going to be Han. That was it. I mean, Star Wars was its own thing.
0: There you go. That's, that's fantastic. That I can I can picture it because... You know, I while I I made up my own stories a lot when I was when I was a kid playing. Um, I definitely if I if I didn't have the you know the VHS tapes or the the DVDs growing up, I would have done something like that to recreate the movie to to keep living the movie over and over again. And right, uh, you know that that's one of those unique things that you know. Is never going to happen again because, you know, we have the movie moving the theater and five, six months later, it's already in your home. You got it on digital, you know, or right. Blu-ray and you can just pop it in and play it how, whenever you want. So you, if you want to relive it, you can just do that. Um, but you guys didn't have that ability. And so you created this, this, the movie in your bedroom or the backyard or whatever. And you that's that's incredible i i i'm picturing in my mind and I'm really enjoying that that mental picture
1: so oh it's it was it was <laughs> they were elegant toys for a more civilized elegant time yes. civilized, civilized time. age yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um but how do you play Star Wars now? If if you play Star Wars at all?
1: Oh, I, oh, I do. I still do. Um, well, like I said, I, I've got my I've got my Darth Vader costume. I'm actually I'm in my Star Wars room right now. I do have a, an entire room. Um, I've got a, a mannequin, a six foot two mannequin. His name's George, and he wears Darth Vader when I'm not. So I have a life size Darth Vader action figure sitting here in my room. Um. But I, I really, as I was growing up and really, even up until probably just about 10 years ago, it was the kind of thing where I was collecting stuff and I was getting stuff that I wanted, that I thought was cool. And um, then I would have friends and they'd be like, oh, I found this at the dollar bin at, at Target. And so I bought you five of them and it's like five notepads from episode one or Hey, I found some Star Wars pencils and, and my collection just got so huge. I mean, it was insane. Just the amount of junk that I had. And, um, it was about that time that I kind of consolidated and I was like, I'm going to focus on one aspect of my collection and I'm going to get rid of the rest. And, um, so I kept all my I kept all my old vintage toys. I still have I'm actually sitting here looking, I still have two ATATs, I've got the Death Star, I've got the little radio controlled sand crawler and the tie interceptor and the tie fighter. I've got all the
0: Do do you still have the um
1: the the foam pieces for the Death Star? I do still have the foam not only do I still have the foam pieces for the Death Star, they are still in the plastic oh. that they came in. Wow, that's that, that's how that's how meticulous I kept my collection, um, and and a lot of and some stuff was was bought, you know, as I grew up and grew older, right? Um, but um, and I kept a few other things. Like I've got a Boba Fett figure that's signed by Jeremy Bullock and um, Daniel Logan. Um, I've got a twenty one back Luke Skywalker that's on the card still. Um, I've got a Darth Vader that's signed by David Prowse. Um, y'all actually mentioned this quite a few episodes ago, but I've got the Revan and Malik figures. Y'all y'all had mentioned that on the show and said, oh, well, they're worth a lot of money. And I was like, really? I found those at Walmart for like six bucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and, so I, well, it's because and I bought them.
0: It, well, nobody else can find them. I, I've i seen Revan at a comic book. Uh, the comic cons that's it i i don't think i've seen malik ever in the wild and i've seen revenant comic cons going for like 40 50 bucks
1: yeah i've i have found them in the wild i found them at walmart and they were six bucks and the only reason i bought them was because i enjoyed knights of the old republic and go. so i was like hey you gotta have those i've got a princess leia in the slave costume still on the card um i've got two different sets of the uh there was some episode three ones that were released that is the, uh, the separation of the twins. So you've got, you've got Obi-Wan with a baby and uh, Bail with a baby. But as far as, I mean, I, I kept a few things like that, that were either nostalgic to me or I just wanted to hang on to. But the focus of my collection since about 10 years ago, and I've been doing this part of the collection since 99 is the Legos. I am bat crap crazy about the Star Wars Lego sets. Man, you couldn't have a
0: more expensive portion of the collecting here.
1: And it's and it it hurts sometimes. Um, But on the flip side of that coin, I've got like every Lego set that's come out since
0: 1999. Wow. That's
1: impressive. It's a lot of Legos. I'm actually standing in the midst of them right now, and it's... Like the the Ultimate Collector Series, which are the big big sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I I buy those and I build them, but I buy them and I build them with the intent of selling them later on. After they retire, they go they go away. I'll sell them because I'll want something else and I need money for it. And <laughs> it's like hey, well, case in point, I had the 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 uh, Superstar Destroyer, the Executor right. Lego set. And this thing was 51 inches long, oh I think. God. I mean, it, it was insane. And the, the only the only place I had to put it because my room was full was the top shelf of my closet. And so I cleaned off the top shelf of my closet, and it sat in there. And any time I wanted to show it to somebody, I had to go in there and pull it out and fly it into the room. And look at this thing. It's cool. And it weighs about 20 pounds. And, hey, I'm going to go put it up now. Well... <laughs> Um,
0: How long did it it
1: take you to put that together? um, I worked on it uh, for about four, three to four hours a day for about seven days. Okay. So, I mean, I, I made it. I stretched it out. And, again, the only reason I bought it was because the Lego store was doing double VIP points. And that is basically for every $100 you spend, you get $5 off your next purchase. It was a $400 set. I had an extra $400 laying around. And I bought it with the intent of I want this because I want to build it and it looks cool. And when it retires, I'm going to sell it and get a buttload of money. Well, it had just retired and all of a sudden there was this really cool PlayStation 4 game called Battlefront coming out. Mm -hmm. and, And I didn't have a PlayStation or I had a PlayStation 3. I didn't have a 4. So I told my wife, I was like, ooh, I want to get a PlayStation 4 so I can play the new Battlefront game. And she said, you see that big old Lego set that's sitting up in the top of your closet? Go sell it, and you can buy your PlayStation. And so I said, hey, that's a good idea. It just retired. So I ended up selling it. I had enough to buy the limited edition Darth Vader PlayStation. Yes. An extra controller. Um, It came with Battlefront, but I also got like two other games. Oh, and I got a charging station for my controller and controllers, and I had money left over Sounds about right. I sold it for about that much. And I mean, I so had to you, ship. You about it,
0: doubled. You got sold it for about double, I would assume. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. It, about double. And it's it, it, shipping that. I mean, like I said, the thing God. weighed about two pounds. So you. And I'd kept the box for it and everything. So it was like I just broke it all down, put it back in the box, and. The the uh, FedEx guy about had a heart attack when I brought that thing in and said I need to ship this. And he's like, whoops, made my quota for the day. Right? <laughs> no kidding.
0: So, oh my gosh. I don't. I don't even I really a, know how much that shipping cost was. Yikes.
1: I don't. I don't even remember. I, I had the. Uh, also had the the shuttle, not the uh, um the shuttle, shuttle. Yeah, yeah, which was. It was a UCS. It was one of the big ones. I mean, w- when I say Ultimate Collector Series or UCS, these things, they're, they're bigger scale for like, for, like, the fighters and stuff. But for ones like the, the Shuttle Tiberium, the Millennium Falcon, the Slave one, they're okay. all built to scale for the figures. Okay. So these are, like, massive. Well, the shuttle I mean the wingspan on it was just insane.
0: I can imagine. And
1: we uh we moved and I set it up in my room and I was just like, I gotta I gotta get rid of this thing. It's just taking up too much real estate. I've got other Lego sets that need to go here and <laughs> they're just taking up too much room. So I sold that one, bought some more Legos and I've actually got slave one. He's sitting on the top shelf right now and when he retires he's probably gonna go away as well. I'll sell him off and buy more Legos.
0: There you go. All
1: right. Um, Let's
0: bring it to a real fun question. One of my favorite questions here. Uh, Lightsaber duel. We got quite a few of those in the Star Wars saga. Which one's your favorite and and
1: why? Uh, Well, I know everybody likes the episode one, the the Darth Maul and Qui-Gon and, um, no and Obi Wan, um, that one's that one's fun. It's not my favorite by any means. Um, I would say probably my honorable mention here is going to be um, the the Ray Finn Kylo Ren duel um, from uh, Force Awakens. From Force Awakens, yes. Okay. The only reason I like that one is because. It it really, as much as people complain about the Force Awakens just being a rehash of Star Wars, I liked the fact that sure it might have been a rehash of Star Wars because that brought back the nostalgia of Star Wars. That brought back the the feeling of Star Wars. You know, it wasn't a, a um, lightsaber duel where you had Fully trained Jedi, and they're jumping around, and it, it, I don't know. The prequels, the prequel lightsaber duels almost seemed too rehearsed. It, it was almost like it was a the the choreography really stood out. Whereas it's
0: it's a dance in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and with the with the the Ben Ray and and Kylo Ren one that that was like. It was almost like these guys have no clue what they're doing. And it's very <laughs> sloppy and it's just we're going to come in here and we're going to start swinging and hope something hits. Right. So that was that was good as far as Man I I I'm going to say I'm going to say the Empire Strikes Back Luke and Vader duel. That's and a popular her, one. Yeah, and there's there's two really big scenes that stick out to me. There, uh, the first one when um, uh, they, let's see, they, they were out of the freezing chamber and Vader shows up and he just, he's not fighting Luke, but he is. He's using the force to throw things at Luke and uh, Luke's yeah. trying as hard as he can to hit him with his lightsaber and he can't. I mean, Darth Vader's just basically toying with him. You can just see the way he's at. He's just standing there in the corner and it's almost like you can see this smile. of, Okay. Hit this one, hit this one, hit this one. <laughs> so <laughs> right. that scene. And then the scene where, um, he's out on the, when Luke's on the weather vane and he goes into that small tunnel and all of a sudden just out of nowhere, Bader jumps out of nowhere and he's just, he's towering over Luke It's the best way I can sit, uh, say to describe this and he's just he's pushing him back so hard and
0: and he's done playing then
1: yeah and and if you watch it when that happens i mean he comes out of nowhere and his breath is really fast so it's almost like he was sitting back there in that corner just holding his breath waiting because he knew his breath was going to give him away he knew the the breathing of his apparatus was going to give him away right so he was sitting there holding his breath and then Luke comes around the corner and it's like, oh, okay, I can breathe again. Now let's go. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Now that, those, those are some really good moments of that, that duel. I, in particular for me, the, of those two, you mentioned the, the second one is probably my, my favorite out of those two, uh, because it is just so sudden you're you're creeping along with Luke and you're like, Oh gosh, where is he now? And then he's just there all of a sudden and he's bigger than life and he's done messing around. Um, Right. And it's, it's terrifying. So that's a, it's a great duel. So.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That'd be the favorite there.
0: Nothing wrong with that one. Um, Here's a here's a, a broad question for you, so you can take this and direct it however you want. Um, what has Star Wars brought to your life?
1: Well, um, hmm.
0: It's a, it's a very broad uh, question, um, so uh, if you need a minute to think, take your time. Um,
1: it, well, it's it's it's. What has it brought to my life? Well, you know, my. my I guess. Well, I could say my wife, for one thing. Okay. Um, that sounds like a story. Not, not, well, not necessarily because she's a Star Wars fan. But um, before we were married, I was moving into an apartment. And um, she was helping. There was a group of us moving all my stuff. And she was helping. And she we started unpacking boxes and it's, you know, it's just box after box. And when I moved into this apartment, I set up my bed in the living room because I wanted the bedroom for my apartment to be my star Wars room. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my star Wars room. And so, you know, I had all the walls of that bedroom lined with shelves and we were, I was putting up star Wars stuff and memorabilia and all this other stuff. And she's like, what is this? I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've, and I was like, Well, have you never seen Star Wars? No, I've never seen Star Wars. And I was like, Phew! Okay, we got to sit down right now. And um, so we sat down and watched the original trilogy. Now, at this point, episode three had not come to the theaters yet. Okay. So, so we watched the original trilogy, then we watched episodes one and two. And she said, okay, well, one of those I've seen, because I remember the little teddy bears. I was like, okay, so you saw Jedi then. And um, she said, but I still don't I still don't get it. I still don't understand it. So I gave her this book. Um, where is it? It's called Star Wars Super Collector's Wish Book. Second edition. <laughs> and I still have it to this day. And basically, it was... Up until that time, that was like the price guide. Here's what all of these things are worth. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you take this book and you go in there and you find some of the stuff that's in this book and find it in there. And she went and we're we're sitting there watching Star Wars and she's like, oh my gosh! Oh, you just hear in the back, I don't believe it. Oh, that's a, that's crazy. It's insane. She goes, you realize you've got figures in there that are worth like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I said, well, yeah, and that's part of it, but a lot a lot more of it is that it's it's a it's a pop cultural phenomenon for lack of a better term it is so ingrained in pop pop culture that you probably don't even realize it and after she watched the movie she would start seeing other things on tv shows and movies and stuff and she goes oh well, that was in star wars and I was like yeah yeah that's where that came from <laughs> and so so we had that we got married I told her when we got married, I said, I want to, when we have kids, I want an Anakin. That's all I want. You just let me have one boy and we'll name him Anakin and you can name all whatever other kids, whatever you want to. And she said, no, I'm not doing that. And I said, well, and she said, I'll, I will, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a Luke and a Leia. And I said, fantastic. Deal. <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with that. So uh, we do have a Luke right now. So there you go. I've got a kid named Luke. Um, that's something that it's brought. Um, I'm, I'm real active on one of my, uh, on a Facebook page that I'm a part of, as far, and it's all for Lego collectors, Star Wars Lego collectors. Um, in fact, I've got one of the admins on that page uh, lives in my area, and we've actually met a time or two um, to swap things, trade things. Um. But uh, so, you know, there's there's the the friendships. I've got friends that are. I've got some of them that are closet Star Wars lovers, and then I've got some of them that are almost as crazy as I am. And so, you know, it's like the kind of thing when the new movie comes out. It's like okay. When are we going to go see it? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go see it with my family first. And then we'll buy out a row of a theater the next day on the Friday. Well, you know what? I take that back. On Rogue One, my wife did not go with me to see Rogue One on the first opening weekend. Um, she went later on. and um, But we bought out. I mean, we had 15 seats in a theater. So, I mean, you know, there was a row of us that went to go see uh, row one when it hit theaters. Nice. Um, so, you know, just the, 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 friendships, the, the, the cons, I love going to the cons. They're just too expensive anymore. Um, I actually took Luke to his first con back in June of last year. It was, it was, but it was a freebie. So it was like, Oh, it's Arlington. It happened in Arlington.
0: Right. I was like, "Hey, look,
1: look it's a free Comic Con. Let's go." So we went. But like Fan Days here in Dallas, I think the 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 cheapest tickets you can get are like fifty dollars a person. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Just the, the the amount of I mean, I'm like, I got Lego sets I need to buy. I don't need to be going to no con. <laughs>
0: But see, David, if you were really devoted, you would go to the con and buy the Lego sets there for the inflated prices. Um. (laughs) No, I'm good.
1: (laughs) If my wife had her way, she'd say, you know what? You need to go there and and rent you a table and go sell some of those stupid Lego sets.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's possible, too. Um.
1: (laughs) Let's not be talking crazy now.
0: Right, right, right. Well... Uh let's let's not say that one out loud. Um Yeah. <laughs> well that's cool. Um one more, you know more lighter fun fun question here as we start wrapping this up. Uh what's your favorite piece of Star Wars music? Do do you have a favorite piece? Ooh, um Everyone says this is one of the most difficult questions. Um uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go an honorable mention. Actually, I've got two honorable mentions.
0: Okay. Um,
1: first honorable is the uh, the Rogue One theme. Mm. Loved the Rogue One theme. Um, I've been actually funny story. I've been whistling it all day, and I don't know why, but it's just been it's been my earworm today. Um, second honorable mention is, and this one's a tough one to say, but it's the Imperial March is my second honorable mention and that's because the second honorable mention and the my top one are just i mean they're so close i could listen to either one of them a million times a day and just be but the imperial march just because it's i mean that's Darth Vader's music you got to right. got to love the Darth Vader music um somebody put out a meme once that said you know You know, you know, you're cool when you can walk into a room and people know your theme song. Right. Something like that. And it's a picture of Darth Vader. And it's just like (laughs) when you walk into a room and you have your own theme music, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, number one is going to be the throne room and final credits from a new hope. Oh, man, that's a good one. Now, it's. And, and I'll tell you why it's one of my favorites, because there's, there's a story behind this. When my wife and I got married, um, I told her, well, I, I wanted to start Wars wedding." it. She said, no, nope. there are lines to be drawn, and you're not getting that. I mean, even to the point of, I was at the tuxedo store, and I was like, what are our colors? And she said, well, our colors are black and white. And I was like, oh, well, then why don't I just dress like Darth Vader and we can have all my groomsmen dress like Stormtroopers and it'll be fantastic? And she said, no. And I said, okay. (laughs) But (laughs) I said, no, no, what are you? Uh, I said, yes, dear. Whatever you say, dear. So, um, but I mean, we had like a a Boba Fett groom's cake, which was really cool. Um, I told my wife I felt that men got gypped on the whole deal and that I wanted an engagement ring. So she got me a, a Boba Fett ring that you can actually see in our wedding pictures. Um, the pastor that married us, he was, a, he was a closet Star Wars fan. His wife didn't like it, but he, he got away with watching it anyways. And when he married us, he said, do you want me to wear a tux or do you want me to wear my, uh, like my pastor robe? And I said, no, I want you to wear your pastor robe. Because underneath your pastor robe, I've got a little Star Wars tie, and you're going to be wearing a Star Wars tie. I'll know it's there. Nobody else will, but I'll know it's there. Um, <laughs> but um, when we marched, and I told my wife, I said, I don't care what you do with this wedding. You can, you know, whatever music you want. All I want is that when we march out, I want to march out. When we, like, leave, when the procession leaves, I want to leave to the throne room the throne room and the end credits and she said well let me hear it and i played it for her and she goes that's fantastic you can do that and so i was like sweet well <clears throat> the pastor that got up and he said you know i now present to you mr and mrs david furr and i was like and then the music started playing dun 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 and we all marched out to it and it timed so perfectly that when we were all out and and both sets of our parents were out, the pastor said, got up and said, we would like to invite you. <laughs> he said, actually, he said, Mr. Darth Vader and his wife would like to invite you to a reception uh, following this until nine o'clock. And as soon as he got done saying it, it rolled into the so it was like the credits were rolling on our wedding. I mean, it was glorious. It was so fantastic. So, uh, and again, that's probably one of my that's probably the reason that. I, and now we did get the when we were sitting picking out music. My wife did say, "You need to find some music that you and your best man and the pastor can march out to." And before I could say anything, she said, I was thinking the Imperial March. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did. We did come out to the Imperial March, which was really cool. But the, the leaving on the throne room and it lining up so perfectly to where the credits were rolling at the end. Oh, it was just glorious. So, yeah, that one, that one holds a special place in my heart as far as a favorite and mainly for that.
0: That's terrific. That's, that's a great. That's a great story for why. I, oh, yeah. oh, man. Now, now you got me excited
1: about... You, you got to go get married now right? so you can have a song with wedding. Now,
0: I got to play the music. I got to walk out, get everything timed just perfectly and watch the credits roll. Um, That's right. <laughs> um, all right. So we got one more question here to, to wrap this up. And, and this is also going to be another... Broad question, so you can take this whatever wherever you want to take it. What do you love most about Star Wars? You know, whether that's with the movies, whether that's with what it's you know brought to you, the the community, the collecting, however you want to take that. What do you love most about it?
1: Mm, What do I love most about it? Um, You know what I, I I. I think what I love most about it is is what it's brought me as far as you know where I am in my life right now and you know the it, it's just a big collective thing you know it's it's not just the community it's not just you know where where it's brought me in, you know my son's name is Luke and you know my wife is okay with my disgusting little hobby and you know, all this other stuff. I I think all of that collectively is, is what I love most about star Wars that, and you know, just being able to, I mean, thank God they're still making movies. And while I agree with, with Carl on this one that they should probably taper back to maybe one every two or three years, you know, you've got all these people saying, Oh, well solo comes out in May and then we got to wait for another year before episode nine comes out and I'm like, yeah, try waiting three, (laughs) but, but, you know, just being able to sit around and talk to people about it and, you know, you find all these closet star Wars fans or you see the ones that are wearing the t-shirts now. And it's like, Oh, because star Wars is big now. And it's like, yeah, where were you back in 1990 when there was nothing going on? And some of us were walking around our high school with, self-printed Star Wars t-shirts and getting bullied and beat up. And I I had a rough high school time because I was, I was the nerd in high school. I was the one that, that, you know, Oh, well you're you're the Star Wars geek. We don't even like, nobody likes Star Wars anymore. And it's like, yeah, but they've got all these books that are coming out and yeah, but they're never going to do anything else with it. And blah, blah, blah. And and now it's like, huh, Looks like I'm the popular one now because I've been doing this for a long time. I'm the king of the nerds, so... <laughs>
0: right. The nerds shall inherit the earth. That's what they always say, anyways. Um, <laughs> well, that's great. Um, was there anything else that we didn't address that you wanted to, to bring to your tale here?
1: Um, the end of my tale is... If you, I'm I'm just going to give you, give some, some of your listeners a word of wisdom, not a word of wisdom, but maybe a, maybe something, not, not to think about necessarily, but maybe something to do. And I know you and Carl are really big episode one advocates, and that is not my favorite episode by any means. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that that's not their favorite. In fact, they despise that episode and you've got the, uh. But is it the you got the machete order of showing things and then you've got like the super machete where you just skip episode one altogether? Right. Go online, go on YouTube and look for episode one point one. Or uh the Phantom Edit. And basically it's they shaved it down from like a two hour movie to like an hour and forty-five minutes. They hit all the hot spots, they avoid the MIDI chlorian talk. And there's a lot less jar jar and fart jokes so those that don't like the jar jar you can actually sit through episode 1 and not have to watch jar jar so always look for the always look for the best in a star wars movie this i guess is where this is boiling down to mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like the last jedi you know what who cares if you didn't like it that's fine it's not number 1 on your list but guess what folks it's still a Star Wars movie and we're still getting Star Wars movies and it still gives us something to talk about and it still brings out you know the the people and the camaraderie and the the the, the community of Star Wars fans and it gives and like I said it gives you something don't be hateful about oh well if you like that movie you're just not a Star Wars fan no don't do that but but look at it as well that's your favorite and that's your opinion but it's not my favorite so let's discuss now why it's not my favorite and why it is your favorite so right just we're all we're all lovers of star wars it's just it's almost like a it's almost like religion it's almost like well I'm a Methodist and I'm a Lutheran and well the way you believe is wrong no the way you believe is wrong and it's like no 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 hey <laughs> we we're We're all on the same team here, guys. right. If, if anything, getting out at the Star Trek people <laughs> so oh, let's man. let's band together and go after the Star Trek people. We'll just do that
0: yeah. yeah, yeah that that'll that'll work. you know make sure their phasers are set to stun first um, yeah, that's
1: that's right
0: <laughs> All right, well, David, this has been great i've I've really enjoyed. Uh, talking with you and and getting your tale out here. Um, if people want to follow up with you, want to get in touch with you, is there a place where they can do that?
1: I'm on Facebook. Just look look up David Fur. Um, oh yeah, my Facebook profile picture says Death Starbucks, and it's the Starbucks logo with Darth Vader on it. Nice. It changes from time to time, but yeah, just David Fur. I'm on Facebook, DavidFur.com. All right. Well, excellent. Um, Facebook.com slash David Fur. That, yeah, that one. I'm pretty old, so the other social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter and whatever else is out there, I'm not. I'm, that's too much information for me.
0: <laughs> and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, David, we really appreciated you having you on. Um, thank you again. So much for for giving your tale here, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Tales of the Larians. We'll be back next week with another regularly scheduled episode of the Wampus Lair. Uh, Carl will be back from his uh, retreat, um, his trip that he's taken, um, and we'll get right back in the saddle here. So. Until then, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Tales of the featuring David Fur. I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lake.